Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help overworked CPAs go down to 40 hours and then down to 25 hours without giving up revenue. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today, we're talking about how long it takes to niche, what that timeline looks like, and what might be reasonable to expect along the way. The more the CPA has a sense of what the range of normal experiences is, the more confidence it creates, and more confidence leads to faster, better decision-making, which accelerates progress. Because the early days of niching especially can be nerve-wracking, I've been doing a number of podcast episodes on it recently, so if you haven't heard these already, be sure to go check them out. They are episode 269 for niche sirens for CPAs to avoid, episode 268 how to start niching when your clients are all over the map, episode 260, the value of niching for CPAs, and slightly adjacent, episode 266, client transformation without woo. So now I give you a sample timeline to give you some sense of what it could look like to go from having a full roster with clients who are all over the map to having a not-so-jam-packed roster of clients who are nicely niched, still while bringing in the same amount of revenue. Everyone's experience is different. Your mileage may vary, but here's what I've seen over time. Here are some common experiences. So the first three months when a CPA says, okay, I'm going in this direction, They are kind of committed to it. It's sort of like getting your toes in icy cold water. You know you want to go in because it's a really hot day. You want to go in, but boy, is it cold. You know it'll feel good, but getting in doesn't feel so great. So, you know, there's some tentative that happens in this phase. But the CPA is ready. They're willing. So they're waiting in. They're testing. They are talking to their existing clients who are already in this niche, but it feels kind of strange to be focusing on them in this way, but it also feels kind of exciting and maybe even relieving to have the clarity that comes with being committed to going in a direction. In this phase, the CPA is likely to have 
about 80% of clients who are outside the niche where they are headed. And that is perfectly fine. We only need a few to get started. So that's the first three months. The next three month phase from three months to six months in, they're starting to get intentional and more confident with their niche and wanting to bring in more clients in their niche. They're starting to feel the traction, it's starting to work, and they want to attract more niche clients. So the website comes around to reflect the new direction, and in this phase, they will likely bring on a client here and a client there who are inside the niche, while also still saying yes to prospects, clients who are close to the niche, which is perfectly fine as long as those clients who are close to or adjacent to the niche are more of a help to the business than they are a hindrance. So that's the second three months, the kind of three to six month phase. And then in the six to 12 month phase, the CPA is starting to get more judicious about not taking on clients outside the niche, which at this point mostly depends on pre-existing volume. For the CPA who was already working 80 hours a week, they're far less likely to take on clients who are outside the niche or niche adjacent than the CPA who is more in the earlier years or in the building years and might not already have a full or jam-packed roster. But in either case, the CPA is getting more judicious about not taking on clients who are well outside the niche. And then after about a year, the CPA gets much more confident saying no to clients who are outside the niche because they recognize that clients who are outside the niche, well outside the niche, kind of get the CPA to take their eye off the ball. And they also recognize that it takes their business sort of backward or in a direction they don't want to go. And they feel the effort that it takes to take on and outside the client niche because now they're starting to have more clients, enough clients who are inside the niche that they get the value of the simplicity, of the focus, of the patterns, and having clients inside the niche who are kind of all moving along the same trail on the same journey. And having a client who is outside the niche starts to feel like a random outlier. And it feels like a lot of extra effort to take on a client who's well outside the niche. So the CPA starts to feel much more confident saying no to outside the niche clients. It's also around a year that the CPA is getting asked to present, perhaps to small groups to start with or to be interviewed on podcasts and so on. They're starting to become known as a person with expertise or focus on that niche. And when clients who were outside the niche cycle off the bottom, they tend to not get replaced by just anyone. That slot only gets filled if it's an inside the niche client. So then what happens is the CPA is bringing in and only saying yes to niche and niche adjacent clients after the first year. But then the CPA still has clients on their roster that are pre-existing non-niche clients. And some of them have cycled off through sort of natural reasons and attrition and so on, but not all of them have. Now, the CPA can make a couple different choices here. I'll break this into two parts. The first one is that the CPA can choose 
to cycle off or sort of push off the bottom of her roster, her non-niche clients. And what often happens is that two to three years in, the amount of niche-specific expertise-related value a CPA can provide to her niche clients is so much greater than what she can provide to her non-niche clients that the tension or the distance between the two becomes hard to ignore. And it somehow stops feeling okay to provide generalist level guidance to some clients while providing valuable insights to other clients. Not to mention the margins for niche related work are often significantly higher than they are for non-niche related work. So it's often in years two and three that the CPA releases non-niche clients because the difference between niche and non-niche clients is just too hard to ignore. So that is a common scenario for the CPA who wants to maintain their size, maintain their staff, and basically not grow. The other option is that the CPA doesn't want to push off their non-niche clients. They want to keep them, things are humming along, things are smooth, and they see no reason to push off these non-niche clients. They wanna hold on to them. So sometimes what they will decide to do is to basically create a new arm for the niche-specific clients. So they hold on to the old arm of the non-niche clients, they dial it in, they systematize, they automate, they get rid of the paper and all the rest. They really dial it in and they have the team in place so that that runs smoothly without too much interference or time and attention from the owner. And then the owner, the CPA, can focus on building out the niche-specific arm. Both of those scenarios work. They both have upsides. They both have downsides. There's no right or wrong. There's just choices and consequences. So what I described there is a fairly common scenario for what happens as a CPA niches and where they are two to three years in. And it's usually also in years two to three that they become increasingly known as the go-to person, as an expert in their niche, and they get asked to present to larger audiences, they get asked to present on stages that are across state lines and so on. This piece about being asked to present and how long does that take largely depends on how long they've been in the industry and how deep their network is and so on. Because having been a CPA for 20 years is really different than having been a CPA for three years or five years. So it's not uncommon for this whole transition to going from being a something of a generalist CPA with a roster of clients that are in all kinds of directions to being a fully niche CPA, it's not uncommon for that whole transition to take two to three years. The first three months is testing. Three to six months is about getting traction. Six to 12 months is about getting judicious. After a year, it's about getting selective. And after two years, it's about letting go of non-niche clients because the difference in value and expertise and margins is just too big to ignore. And after three years, it's about presenting and speaking to audiences, podcasts, stages, conferences, and so on. I hope that having this timeline serves as something of a map and helps you feel more confident about going on the niche journey because niching leads to revenue. 
Niching deepens expertise. Expertise enables transformations. Transformations leads to value and value leads to revenue. Expertise is better for your clients. Expertise is more fulfilling for you. Revenue is better for your accounting practice. Niching is better for you. It's better for your clients. It's better for your accounting practice and you in your life on your one trip through space. Have an amazing day and I'll see you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.